You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. I have to admit, I don't like being told what to do. I like to think that since birth, I have been a rule breaker. In some of our home videos on VHS, yes, I'm that old. When we rewatch them, within five minutes of the video starting, you can bet that I am seen on screen, running around, doing something I wasn't supposed to do, with the cutest smirk on my face. And you can also distinctly hear my older sister yelling. Can we fix audio? Is this better? No, higher. 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 Yes, that's good. And you can also distinctly hear my older sister yelling, Wiley, Wiley, don't do that. Stop. And I hate to admit it, this distaste for rule following did not leave me in my youth, as many family members and public school teachers had prayed and hoped for. You know, teachers, you know. I mean, after all, I was raised with two extremely fierce and independent sisters. I simply had to match them. And yes, while many strive to visit all 50 states, my distaste for rule following leaves me striving for a speeding or parking ticket in all 50 states. I think we can all agree that following the rules or the laws are important. Trust me, I actually did learn that in childhood. And that rebellious blue-eyed blonde with a killer smile was onto something when they would run around while everyone else yelled, Stop! You can't do that. When I thought about it, it this week, I see this parable from Jesus as an exploration of rule-following, law, and of freedom, or allowing love to break the rules. The priest is following the law. Don't be defiled by a dead body. He's a priest. He has to go to work in the temple. If he is to touch the corpse, he would have to go through seven days of virtual cleaning. He'd be out of his job. The Levite is also following the law. He also wished to avoid defilement. He again would probably not be able to do his job because he must go through a process of getting clean once again. They all seem to make a judgment call. They decide that this man is dead. And if he is dead or close close to death, there is no point in helping him because it will be too much work for them to get back to a place of ritual cleanliness. But the Samaritan... The Samaritan is following the law of love, love of God, love of neighbor, love of self. He does not regard the nature of the robbed person. He does not know if they are dead or alive, and he doesn't give a crap. He also does not care how it will affect their own self. Instead of thinking how engaging this dead corpse will affect their work, he simply rolls up his sleeves and comes to her aid. By standards of the law, by the standards of the priests and the Levite, the Samaritan is a sinner. And yet, 
I think you could agree with me that the Samaritan is a neighbor, a saint. The law, as Jesus is convicting me of, is one that is law and gospel. One that justifies us as sinner and saint. The law of love. Martin Luther articulated that the law of love resided in his treatise called The Freedom of a Christian. Has anyone heard of that? The Freedom of a Christian. Raise your hand. I want to see hands. Yes, The Freedom of a Christian. Read it. But here are the spark notes. There were two opposing theological sides. And he summarized his stance on the world in two sentences. One, a Christian is an utterly free person, Lord of all, subject to none. I love that. And, and, a Christian is an utterly dutiful person, servant of all, subject to all. Wait, what? (laughs) I thought we had freedom. How can I be unbounded and bounded? It goes back to how Luther sees Christ. Yes, Christ is divine. But if Christ was born from a woman and born under the law, there is no replacement of Lord and servant, but rather there is integration. The law of love is law and gospel. It binds us and unbinds us. It justifies us as sinners and... Saints. We see it in the Samaritan. We see how he comes to the aid of a person robbed on the side of the road, even if it meant breaking the law. He is a sinner. You talked with and embraced the prisoner. You embraced the addict. You embraced the people we saw walking on the sidewalks with shopping carts. You embraced and loved queer folk entirely and said they didn't need to change. You are a sinner. And we also hear another side. You don't have to do anything. You are free. Why do we even care about those who are hungry? Those who don't have livable wages, no matter what job they do. Why do we care about those who are $500 away from not making ends meet? My helping them does not earn me salvation and freedom. Yes. We do not secure salvation and freedom by doing good works. And yet, if we stop here, my child brain, in my childhood brain, it sounds a lot like selfishness. This claim to sainthood breaks the the summation of the law, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if I love myself, I most certainly would desire good, nutritious food. I most certainly would desire wages for myself that allow me to pay for my most basic necessities. And I most certainly would not put off medical care for me or my family members because the bill would still be $500, and we know the later part of that, after insurance. So church, I have a very simple question for all of you. Are you a sinner or are you a saint? Thank you. So I was preaching this church to this sermon to a church in Aurora. 
And they are All Saints Lutheran Church. And I didn't want to get into a fight with them because All Saints, you know, St. Matthew, St. Luke, we're not talking about they're just claiming sainthood. But I had to talk about how when I came here, I had to learn how to redirect folks that wanted to call us House for All Saints and Sinners. And we hear that often, don't we? And there's a reason why we have sinners first. Because we know that we still live in these human bodies. We know that, yes, we are justified by Christ as saints. We cannot forget our human nature, our propensity for sin, our human tendency to hide our weaknesses, our struggle. Frankly, we try to, try, we try to hide our humanness. And in our humanness, our world loves binary thinking. Either or. You are either wrong or right. And if you are in a partnership with someone significant in your life, you know all about this one. You either care about this cause or you don't. You either have money or you don't, or you don't have money and you do. I think that in our humanness and, and binary thinking, we often turn to coercion and persuasion, guilt and shame. If you have money, you ought to do this. If you don't have money, you should do this. If you are really Christian, you would be involved in social justice. And if we learned anything from the Samaritan, there is no guilt or shame. There is no either or. Rather, there is nothing but freedom. Freedom from and freedom to. Both and. In all of this coercion and persuasion, guilt and shame, God leaves the conversation and our egos walk in the door. And Luther perceived this tendency, and he did it himself as well. Even in my zealousness, I confess, the acts of sainthood are not of us. Let me say that again. The acts of sainthood are not of us. In baptism, we are washed in the waters of grace and mercy. And God incarnates Christ into our inmost being. So whatever comes out of us is not of us. It is of Christ. It is of God. There is something about this passiveness that is so appealing. Because the shame and the guilt, the persuasion and coercion seem to be dead on arrival. Baptism is freedom. In Christ's freedom... We are freed from our ego that attempts to hold God back. We are freed from the guilt and shame and conditions on our salvation. We are freed from the self-centeredness and self-preservation of our human nature. And in baptism, Christ frees us to open floodgates and no longer stand in the way of acts, and love, acts of love and grace flowing out from us and into our neighbor. We are free to love our neighbor and come to their every need just as the triune God loves us and comes to our every need. 
We are freed to be the Samaritan. We are freed to be sinners and saints. May it be so. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.